Hallo, ich heiße Jonathan. Und ich bin Rob. And together we are Antique And we are doing the roundup of uh, episode 3 of Deutschland 83. Yes. Which is titled Atlantic Lion. I don't know where the Atlantic line comes in there, really. But hey-ho. I haven't researched that, so... (laughs) So, the story so far, our intrepid, sort of, reluctant spy, that is Martin, um, has uh, gone undercover in the West from the East, um, befriended various people, and is is a mover and a shaker. So, yes. the, so episode two was kind of quite comedic and uh, and what have you. This one was more of a transition episode. Yeah. There was there was more there was a fair amount of action in in episode two. We had fights and yeah, goodness knows what else. Yeah, and in this episode we had a really cracking soundtrack again. Of course, fantastic. Of course, um, and we also had. Um, where he's actually doing, giving one for the team, taking one for the team. Where, uh, say, in episode two, um, he was like giving f- flirtatious glances over a Chesterfield sofa while sipping at uh, an exotic and cocktail. A cocktail with Linda. With Linda, Linda, who is the secretary in Martin, Brussels. It's Linda. Martin, it's Linda. Oh, Anyone who's familiar with um, <laughs> Little Britain might get that that reference. So um, we, ha- so the story so far is that they've, the East have twigged that he's made contact, as in flirty gurty, with Linda. Yeah. Well, he's reported back. I mean, he's a he's a he's a proper he's a proper spy. Proper he's spy. he's re- he's reported back his contact with a a potential asset in the West, and that sounds hard hearted and cold, but. Hey, that's that's where we are. Yeah, that's where we are. So uh, he uh, sort of makes sort of contact, and he's given instructions on what to do. So he, ha- he has to go to when he's out manoeuvres, sort of shooting the gun and what have you, um, out on the the field or whatever it is, the, the training ground. Um, he goes back to the tree where it's got a false branch and takes out his code where he gets a, a little canister. Battery. It looks like a little canister which he unscrews and he's got like lots of little numbers. Which again, he looks a bit, it's, it's a bit inept. Yes, he's it's, it's quite careless, really. <laughs> quite <laughs> yeah, careless yeah. With, with all that top secret <laughs> stuff. And accidentally drops it. And uh, But anyway, that is uh, arranging a meet cute with him and Lenora. Um, who? That's uh, well, not a meet cute. They're not. It's not meet cute, but it's not. a meeting. It's, yes. a, it's a furtive meeting at a service station on the border of Brussels, uh, or Belgium. Sorry, when well, they're on their way to Brussels. So yes. that's to, just to explain that they're on their way to a NATO conference in 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 Brussels, and of course Linda um, is secretary, if you remember, mm-hmm. to the NATO special advisor. Yes, so um, uh, so which makes her a terrific asset, mm, and obviously with the sort of like the flirt, flirty Gerties from the last episode, um, they're up in the game. So they've done a little bit of research in Linda, and they give him a dossier, uh, basically saying that she's up to her eyeballs. She's extending her credit to buy gorgeous Art Deco Art Deco things, things, and she's besotted with her cats. She likes cats, 
and it becomes apparent that Martin is allergic to cats. Yes. <laughs> so. oh, well. And of course, a part of the, the, the meet with Lenora is to... Is to it's Le, 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 uh, Lenora tells Martin that his mother needs a kidney transplant and takes some blood mm. to see if he's a possible match. match. And she quite, quite sort of bats on that, well, I'm not a match, but... I somehow I don't believe yeah, that she'd I, I find that uh, uh, yeah. a stretch. I very much doubt she would she would sort of offer herself up for that way. Yeah. So, mind, mind you, I suspect her blood would be sort of ninety five percent cigarette smoke and alcohol. So. <laughs> yes, it's nicotine and <laughs> nicotine and alcohol. <laughs> so, so so I don't I don't know if you'd want her kidneys particularly. <laughs> yes, they probably just barely function as it is. Um, and there was, there was an interesting um, with the general and Martin because Martin was driving the general um, to Brussels uh, about sort of what the American general would like and, in the lady uh, in the la- in a lady in the department. lady department um, and uh, so and Martin sort of suggests maybe a slightly curvaceous lady because he likes to eat and drink uh, because he likes to eat and drink and so there's more to love sort of thing <laughs> there's more so, to get hold of there's more to get hold of lord they're, they're a bit large so they can't run away lord <laughs> very quickly <laughs> so, all these 1980s attitudes really oh very very much so so um the uh, so the general sort of picks up on this idea and they go to some back street somewhere well we, yes yeah, so so uh, they pay a visit and the general wanders off, and and Martin is is accosted by, by a, by a a, a, a gentleman who seems to offer to sell him various bits so of black not black market so electronics and electronics so of, a bit of a, a black Dell boy yeah it's of um I, I guess dubious origin some of the stuff that he's probably selling but we don't. We oh. won't go into and Martin is introduced to a Walkman to a Walkman and Duran Duran. <laughs> I don't know what he's most impressed with the Walkman or the Duran Duran. I, I think both. I think he was very, very impressed with the uh, Walkman and Duran Duran. Because in fact, it's Duran Duran. The music was at the time, well, even now, it still stands up and it's super fresh and it's super like woo. So, uh, so well, what was the song on that one? Hungry like the wolf. Hungry like the wolf. Yes. So, was that the one on the boat? No, that wasn't on the boat. No, that uh, was Rio. Rio was, was on. But the I boat. think they did the series of uh, they the, the went just went booked a sort of eighteen thirties holiday with with the film crew right. <laughs> to an exotic location. Yeah, the later ones were they ran out of money, so they were on a narrow boat on the Shropshire Union Canal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> avoided the shopping trolleys and yeah. they're cheap. Uh, so, so. And ducking when they go under the bridge. <laughs> So, uh, so they, so he, yeah. So the, <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. Uh, so we had to we veered off into Duran Duran territory. Well, because you brought it up because uh, he was listening to it on the Walkman. That's oh, how. Yes. We That's didn't, it. Yeah. We didn't really veer. That, that was, thanks for reminding. That was part me. of the narrative. <laughs> so, but um, so he is given by Lenora a sort of gift to give to Linda. And he stops in and, and gives her the uh, gift. Gives her the gifts, and she's very, very impressed. And I said, "Well, how did you know about cats?" And he said, "Oh, you told me." 
Yeah. They, were just, mm. they were just being given furtive glances. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly more went on in Bonn than we were, yeah. we were so, even led to believe. I mean, I don't think anything improper happened in Bonn. I think there was just a bit flirty gerty. Only proper things happened. Very and proper. they talked about cats. Well, why would yes, you? Yes, yes. <laughs> she just pulled out a, a photo album of a pussycat. Yeah. So, and then he invites her out. Um, he said, oh, I'm really into sort of art deco. I believe there's a place around the corner. He says, oh, I know that. I'm going there to conveniently buy a desk for her boss. Yes, and a very nice desk it, it was, was super too. lovely. It's a lovely desk. Um so they go to the sort of art deco shop and that's all very lovely. But what was a really interesting thing because there was a, they were having the conference, the NATO conference, which was around a sort of boardroom and, and Martin was there listening in. And again, it shows that how it was portrayed. It's just like, well, there's no winners in this. I mean, it's just like that with regards to a nuclear, yeah. nuclear war, there is no winners. And they were saying, well, if we sent the missiles off it gives them 10 minutes to react and they might not be able to react in time but if yeah. they did react i think the the term that was used at the time was mutually assured destruction yeah which no one wants that well, no. <laughs> no not at all no. <laughs> so, um, so it, I, I think it proves well it shows another side to what the propaganda that martin's probably been fed being growing up but he didn't he didn't really feel that he 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 can spout the vitriol which you know from episode one when he was giving the lecture to the students that were smuggling books um but he don't really feel that he really goes with it he's just living his life yeah and i think that's that's very true that you know people were just living their living their lives I mean, not everyone was like, right on, let's go on a hunger strike, let's do this, let's do that, do the other. And I think that was quite, that, that was really interesting. And it, I mean, when we were in, so when we had sort of having an explore when we were in Berlin, so the east side, it just seemed quite normal. Um, well, when we were there, this was oh, it was yeah. This was some time after, <laughs> after the after the, the Berlin the reunification. I mean, so <coughs> I don't know what you'd be anticipating, but um, I mean, I I went to I, I went to Berlin for the first time. I think in two thousand and three, um, you could tell the difference between a West Berliner and an East Berliner, basically from the how healthy. Um, because the East Berliners, you got a feeling. Well, so they, they were a bit gaunt, mm. um, and there was that, that, that. And and even when I went back, sort of another another time, I think it was in two thousand and seven. I you, I did one of these, these bus tour things, and when you were looking out the window and you saw parts of the East, I mean, obviously they were showing it for tourists, so there was sort of the differences where you have other things which were a bit opulent and then on the east it was quite brutalist but again people were just living their lives and it's yeah and i think it's just quite it's sort of everyone was like oh it's against this against that but some people were just going to work doing the job having a nice time or making the best of it well uh, what I guess you would say, what else would what, what else, else would, would you, you do? do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what that's what we do. We we just get on with it. We live our 
we live our lives within the parameters that society sets for us. Yeah. So that's apart from those who who don't, and those are the, the movers and the shakers. Yeah. So I anyway, have... tune in next week for Philosophy Hour. With, <laughs> philosophy Hours. With Jonathan and Rob. <laughs> Soapbox. So talking about the whole right on thing, Alex, the uh, general's son, um, he's hooked up with this protest group yes. run by Tobias, the Professor Tobias. Yeah, so he's he's becoming more enmeshed in the anti-war movement. Um, and he's also asking, so well, what more can you do? Because apparently, yeah. they say, you know from a, a broadcast, someone's on a hunger strike to have peace, that sort of thing. And he said, well, what, what difference is that going to make? And so they're organising a protest where everyone holds hands. Yeah. And, and he's there saying, what good is that going to do? Um, so he wants to do he wants to do more, and Tobias conveniently points him in the direction of a, a rather more radical Stasi uh, Stasi, Stasi hotbed, which yeah. is like two doors down, which I don't think he wants to because I think I think Alex has got a little bit of a crush on Tobias. Oh, I think I, th- I think there might be some mutuality in yeah. that. In but that. it looks like Tobias. There's another sort of right on bearded chap. Um, that, uh, that keeps stroking Tobias when he walks past his, his sort of his shoulders and his arms and that sort of thing. So he gets a general feeling that Tobias is uh, tapping in to the protest group in more than one way. Well, I, I think that will all become very clear, a, a very clear in future episodes. Well, so we're episode three into eight episodes. So it's it's quite interesting because the character study. Annette has moved in with. Uh, Martin's mum mm-hmm. and Martin's mum is quite pleased um, but also Annette is there scrolling around sort of um, sort of sort of because she's fi- found found a book by George Orwell 1984 yeah, that which was, was hidden which was well it was, it was hidden under a cover it mm-hmm. had, had a slip cover and she opened it up and it was 1984 and mother is, is arriving with Tom now Tom is the chap that Went nude swimming with Annette. And possibly more. And possibly more. And possibly um, more. And, and Annette, has, it's become apparent that Annette is, Annette is pregnant. And Martin's mum has said, oh, is that Tom's? And said, no, it's Martin's. It sort of, uh, and it happened on your birthday. birthday so. On your eider down. Yes, on your eider down. On my eider down! Clutches pearls. Not on the eider down. On the candlewick bedspread. Um, so... Um, so she's she, uh, she's obviously getting get the first signs of morning sickness, and she uh, and she's looking out for where she where the mother is because I think she had probably had some vision that she would be like the mother would be sort of like loitering around the house mourning and crying, but she seems to be living her own life. Yes, and she seems to be getting up to up something, to something unusual with, with Thomas. With, uh, uh, Thomas has borrowed her Trabant, and uh, I say, oh, he's a very good driver. Um, so and also and mysterious bags being suitcases being loaded into the yes into the luggage capacity. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. And it was Curious. quite interesting how how the episode ended with Annette because while mother's the mother's out, she goes down to the basement and she notices the bookcase has mm. been or the big heavy bookcase has moved a little bit. So she gives it a bit of a shove. Um, especially in her condition, it's very brave. Very brave. And finds a door, and she opens yes. the door with a big latch door, and behind it is a room full of books and bookshelves. Yes, and 
some of those books, I suspect, are probably not to be approved I by the Stasi. I think they're probably banned books. There was yeah. a, I, I noticed there was a copy of um, Gulag Archipelago, and I'm pretty sure that the Stasi would not... What is Gulag Archipelago? Do you want to, do you want to, to Google it for you? Yes. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Google is your friend. I can understand 1984, because I think that's pretty much along the, the regime... But the Stasi had their operation or operators out, all sort of spying on every, next door neighbours and family members and everything. So, so the Gulag Archipelago, mm-hmm. uh, written by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, first published in 1973. It covers life in a Gulag, a Soviet forced labour camp, uh, through a narrative constructed from various sources, including reports, interviews, statements, diaries, legal documents. And his own experience as a gulag prisoner. Oh, yes. That probably wasn't sort of uh, say my marvelous time on my holidays in the in the in the gulag. Yes. <laughs> under the under they serve goulash in gulag. That'd be quite interesting. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> so. Um, so anyway, so there was lots of banned books. So that's how that the episode ends with Annette. But running it back a little bit, Martin uh, sort of ha- has, is romancing Linda and takes Linda out for to drinks. And she he also stops by the Black Dell boy chap, buys the Walkman, and also buys a recording device. Yes, um, but it looks like a Soviet recording device, doesn't it? Because it had like this little Soviet thing on it. I didn't look that closely, but I think it was rather elderly. It's rather elderly. So anyway, so he buys this this recording device, um, which he is which pl- he somehow managed. Which he well, when you go, he, he so he he goes back to he, he breaks he sort of he goes back to um, Linda's apartment and gets man he braves gets, the cat. The cat. And then he gets all he gets all allergic reactions, so he has to go out. So he's getting a bit emotional and, t- and looks tearful, which because he's obviously allergic to cats. But Linda's not aware that he's allergic to cats. I think he's having an emotional time. Um, and then yeah, he's, he he sort of he was he's been told not to make any move, and yet he makes his move. Well, you know, sometimes when you're a I'm not speaking from personal experience, but sometimes when you're uh, an espionage field operative, you just have to to go with to it. Go with it. <laughs> so, so he he went for it and sort of uh, and uh, takes her to bed. Um, obviously, the cats aren't allowed in the bedroom. We would like to think not. We'd like to think not. Uh, I'm turning the eye down. Um, so, um, so she's sort of sort of rapturously asleep. So he leaves. And and sneaks, out sneaks out in the middle of the, night. Middle of the night, and he we say, "Oh, where's he going? Where's he going?" And then the next the next scene we see is him picking a lock. Like, mm. Oh, what's he picking? Ooh, a lock? What's he doing? And he's picking the lock of this uh, Art Deco sh- shop where this Art Deco desk that is going to be in, in, delivered, delivered the next to Linda's day boss. to Linda's boss. It's a very nice, nice desk. Um, so we have a little bit of a moment with him screwing this recording device into the into the uh, underside uh, of the desk probably ruining it destroying its resale value probably yeah um and because obviously it's being delivered and blah 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 blah. and he has a little encounter with the doberman it was a very cute doberman yeah it wasn't a scary doberman no it was it it did make 
growly noises, but Dobermans are really cute. I like Dobermans. Um, so anyway, so he does that, and then he goes back to Linda the following day with a rose. Yes. And asks for her to type out their thong together. Yeah. Which but is not only before he before he does that, he does something down in the in some ele- electrical plant room that somehow, and and I'm slightly puzzled by how this all works and i think again it's one of these things that we maybe just have to suspend our disbelief just a little bit but somebody managed to get this rather elderly recording device to connect directly to the 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 headquarters of the of the stasi in in this recording device has got this and he's attaching part of this recording device into the phone network or something. Yeah, as I say, let's not let's not think too too harshly about that. But let's let's focus instead upon the um, the the Robotron A five one twenty. Yeah, the East or, or yeah. <laughs> Now that was quite an amusing thing. You you got the East Side. They've got this floppy disk from episode two. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you you do know that uh, Robotron was a real yeah. East we, it German. was in the DDR museum. Yeah. So I'm just checking. Yeah, just checking. <laughs> I just, I just with a name like Robotron, you'd think, well, that's made up. But actually, <laughs> no, it, 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 it's not. It's a Robotron five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> with an eight inch floppy disk drive <laughs> yes yeah because they're trying to wedge this five and a quarter inch disk into this thing it's not working <laughs> it's not compatible and the the tech guys it gives some sort of analogy about the drunk guy asking to find find his looking keys, for his keys, keys under a lamppost under a lamppost with a police officer trying to help uh and the, the police officer said, well where do you think you lost them i lost them in the park but this is where the light's shining yeah <laughs> so, very profound so the very it profound. guy gets his new uh, he, 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 so he says well it's probably going to be this computer or an ibm something or other and they're not yeah. they're, <laughs> but they can't pack. they can't legally acquire in the in in, in the east because of the the, the sanctions yes yeah, so they're not allowed to have electronics but they manage the to um acquire yeah so acquire he's, something so the it guy who, who becomes a bigger character in later series uh, gets the he <laughs> gets his disc, and now that it's got a code on it, so he's got to do more things. But you get the thing; he's a bit of a brainiac, isn't he? So yes, I, I'm I'm sure he will he will crack the crack, crack the, code. the code. But I right, said so they did have that little bit of light-hearted moment, which was really it was, it was quite a well balanced episode. Um, we've got a little bit of an intrigue um, with regards to Alex joining the sort of right on people the anti-war movement uh, anti-war movement um we work out that yvonne has now gone back to the guru place in wherever it was in Köln. Köln. In yeah. Köln. um and um so we've got sort of more intrigue happening with the mother that's not necessarily whiter than white but then again so you think that so the mother the mother is a sister is is sort of they're both very similar so you're talking about ingrid so you, and lenora you got ingrid and lenora and in fairness although they are they look like polar opposites they are quite similar yeah well it, clearly we we begin to well we begin to see that ingrid has got something going on 
They're not at this point we're not entirely certain what what but she's got something going on and uh, and also uh, so lenora is a little bit more hard-faced professional person where uh, ingrid is more sort of the the mumsy mother earth sort of thing but they're both getting what they want their way um which is quite sort of i thought that was quite interesting but it was, uh, you get a feeling that Annette's maybe a little bit of a loose cannon. Do you think Annette would probably be like the whiter than white innocent that would probably be reporting back to the Stasi? Yeah, I suspect that that she would she would she would be the neighbour who would be looking out the window and reporting your movements. The, the, the twitchy curtains, yeah. sort of thing. I, sus- um, I think I think she'd swallowed the swallowed the handbook. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's just, it's just really, really quite delicious. It was, it was a slower episode this way, but we also get to know a little bit more with regards to Martin because he's a, seems like a bit of a chess whiz because he was there playing chess without a chessboard, but just moving pieces around uh, in, in their head, in using, their heads, uh, uh, what to do, and he's obviously watched the um, the chess masters because I think chess was like a really good game um and we saw him play chess um in episode one um he lost um but he did play a good game at least no one's asked him to play the piano no thank goodness even though he no longer has the cast on he doesn't have it yeah they seem to have forgotten about that which is fine thankfully that is fine and we don't see any more about the bonkers sister you know the bonkers the the general sister-in-law who went a bit I was a bit. I, I, I really quite liked the, the the general's wife situation because I think that was it gave a nice little domestic. Yeah. Of course, what we've not we've not mentioned is when Linda and uh, Martin are come away wandering from, wandering through the streets of Brussels. I bump into the American bump. general, the uh, the other general with two rather glamorous. Ladies of the night. Yes. And even Linda, Linda jokes. So everyone has to go through so many hoops to get assessed. I wonder if they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she makes a comment about the, all the, the, the fear of sec. Uh, ironically, the, the fear that NATO secretaries will be uh, will be seduced by by a Soviet <laughs> spies, which in a, in a sense is, is actually was. <laughs> What is happening? But meanwhile, the generals are out bonking prostitutes, <laughs> French prostitutes. Well, Belgian prostitutes. Well, they're Belgium. That's where Brussels is. Yeah, but I thought they were French. But well, no. well, they do speak French and Belgium as well as Flemish. Flemish, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I always, I remember when we were at prep school we went to um, went to Belgium. Did you? <laughs> did you have waffles? We did. And mayonnaise. Yes, no, we didn't have waffles and mayonnaise. No, I, don't, I don't, I don't mean together. You wouldn't have waffles and mayonnaise. No, but had, had chips with mayonnaise, which was which was of revolutionary. Course. I'd never come across that before. Uh, and we did go to Brussels, so we did see the building, which was you know the, the it looks like a bit of an atomic structure yes. thing, uh, and that was fascinating. And all, it had these wonderful fountains that bounce from one to another. That uh, I always remember that. Oh, yeah. I can just imagine you in your sailor suit, sort of wandering around the streets of Brussels <laughs> and awe, looking in awe at all these, actually, these things. Actually, they did actually have. So 
we, we spent part that we so we did a bit of a tour of brussels um and so i remember we sort of, where's the one with all the canals it's yeah ghent uh, it's got all uh bruges um, um where i say you have got all the canals and everything and they've got great chocolate um and we went then to so an, an area near the coast and we was we were allowed free range, so kids free range, and at the the front we had an arcade. We had all these fabulous computer games where you could play the you know the air pong, air, the air air pong thing. All right, uh, that's not 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 a computer game actually, where you bounce the ball back. And it's it's, it's the it's on a cushion of air on a cushion of air. So it's, it's called something, but I can't remember. I can't what remember what that is. So uh, so we, we played that, and then air so, is it air hockey. Or air hockey. Air that's hockey. It. Yes, uh, and, and it's a puck. They call it a puck, isn't it? That you yeah. And it had, there was, there was. I had a bad experience actually with air hockey. Oh really? When I was a kid, oh, no. uh, because I, I, and I stupidly uh, was holding on to the side of. Uh, oh. oh, ouch! Yes, ouch! 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 Yeah. So, but I remember there was this very naughty game. Um, what? Which was called Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, ba- basically, it was a spy game, like yes. an arcade game, and. I can't believe they let sort of nine-year-olds play it. Um, what, 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 because, what, what's it? The, the, game, the game with Leisure Suit Larry, the game was you had to go in and the Leisure Suit Larry was a spy and he had to sleep with all these women so basically had to stick his trousers down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's weird that. And then, and then Adam Burton, we all went to, had a walk along uh, in the in sort of across uh, on the beach, yeah, the sea was out and everything. Um, <laughs> we accidentally wandered into there's an army base, and we actually wandered into that because they had the signs up, but they weren't in English, so we didn't know what they were. So we wandered in there, and we got we got shown off by the police. Right. But Adam Burton slipped and he broke his arm. Oh, so I oh know. So he, he yeah he he got he got quite emotional. The teachers. Who were getting a bit drunk um, because I don't believe the teachers <laughs> would get drunk on a school trip to yeah. To, so the teachers, to the, te- the teachers were getting drunk um, because they had to use the coach to get him to the accident emergency. They decided not to have us kids all go and wait on the coach uh, outside accident emergency. So <laughs> they had to waylay having to go to, um, to, to where we were meant to be going for dinner. Um, so Adam Burton then got taken over there. So we had an impromptu um, meal, which was of the which were, where we had the chips with mayonnaise, with and I had muffles. Wow! I was, oh, I, I never <laughs> was had that muffles your first? Before. That's my first. Your time. first taste of muscles. <gasps> my God, it was revolutionary. I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, so I love European food. With mayonnaise. With mayonnaise. <laughs> so, anything else to say about this episode, Jonathan? No, we'll just have the rundown of the soundtrack credits. Okay. Um, we, I say, dear listeners, we have set up a Spotify list. So, if you wish to listen along to the, uh, soundtrack. the soundtrack of Deutschland 83, search out Antique Dust. And the soundtrack will be on there, so you you'll can... find it on the website. But we'll also we'll probably regularly share it on social, social media, media etc. Blah, blah 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 blah. All that blah. blah. But again, the, but the soundtrack anyway. here we had 
the, the, I mean, obviously the budget for the music, as we keep saying. China Girl, David Bowie, amazing. Hungry Like the Wolf, obvs, because Simon Le Bon. That actually sort of picked up a little bit more because um, how Martin woos Linda. He asked Linda to type out the lyrics of uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. Um, their song. Their song. So, so it's just quite... quite uh, then we had Master Blaster by Stevie Wonder. Just the Two of Us um, by... Um, uh, Bill, Bill Withers, Withers. Um, and Wrapped Around Your Finger by Sting from performed the by the police so amazing amazing uh, um, but yes so that's that, that's that's today's episode rounded up which is absolutely delightful and delicious can't wait for episode 4 hopefully we didn't see any Nina in this episode deeply upset no, no Nina no Nina no Nina um, but things are, are heating up a little bit. Um, so hopefully we'll have a little bit more Tobias. I Alex. we might have a little bit more Tobias and Alex. And a little bit more Lenora. Which we like Lenora. We like Lenora. Yay! So anyway, it's farewell. Our Vida's end from me, Jonathan. And from me, Rob, it's tschüss. Tschüss! Bye-bye!